0: This podcast is brought to you by LineUpMedia.fm.
1: Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott.
0: I would love to be able to start out this podcast on a positive note, but as we all know, the greatest blue to ever play for the St. Louis Blues, Bobby Plager passed away yesterday, and I just wanted to say a few very kind words for him, and then we'll talk about some uh, present blues topics. When I first heard about this yesterday, it was just a little bit before KMOX came out and said something, and I was hoping that the rumor was false. I was hoping that maybe there was a mistake and someone else was driving his vehicle or that he hadn't been seriously injured. And then I found out what really happened It just really shocked me. Uh, This guy meant everything to the Blues. I'm just at a loss for words. Uh, This man has been with the Blues since the beginning. He of course played for the Rangers at first, played very few games for them before he was traded to the Blues. And he embraced the city very quickly. The people loved his style of play but not only his style of play. They loved his personality. They loved him as a person. And the city just put their arms around him and made him. He played with the Blues till 1978. When he retired, he became part of the Blues organization. He was the head coach of a minor league team that was very successful. He was a head coach for the Blues for a very small amount of time and he stepped down due to the fact that he wasn't really happy with it and I don't blame him. I know he loved the city and that's why he took the position but kudos to the man for realizing it wasn't for him. He's been with the organization ever since then. He's the one constant in this city since the late 60s. He's held several different positions with the Blues And until his death, he was still with the Blues organization. I don't know of many people that have had that long of a career with one team. In fact, off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone. I may be wrong, but uh, this man was one of a kind. Sad to see him go that way, the last of the Plager brothers. We lost Barclay, I believe, in 1988, and then his brother Bill. I believe in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. There are no more plaguers involved with the Blues organization, and it's a very sad day. I just wanted to give you my thoughts on it, and I hope that uh, everybody sends their love and kind thoughts to his family. And as I stated on another vlog I was on, on the Hawaii uh, Blues show, we have to thank this man for what he did after his playing days. A lot of people retire and they may stay in the city. And we really appreciate those players that do that. Players that grow hockey in the community. But uh Bobby was one of those guys that basically gave his life. His wife and kids could have told him, No, you know, we understand you love the blues, but We want you home. We want you home after you retired. But he gave the blues his life, and for that, we have to deeply respect him, and we all really love him for that. So in his honor, let's have a moment of silence, please, for Bobby Plager and his family. All right, thank you so much for letting me do that. Now let's start talking about Blues hockey. A lot of people have made the statement that the Blues aren't doing well because of their injuries. And that does have a lot to do with it. They say that the guys that they brought up aren't good enough to, to win, to help the Blues win. But a lot of them in the same breath are saying players like Dakota Joshua, the other guys, Walman, Walker, and Mikola, and before Perinovich got hurt, that they played great, that they were just excellent. They came in and stepped in and did a great job. Well, you can't have it both ways. Did the blue slide happen because of injuries? Did the blue slide happen because the people they brought up weren't talented enough to fill the gaps? And I know, that those guys don't have a lot of NHL experience, if any. And they came in and stepped in. I think some of the issue is the injuries. I do. Because the caliber of players they brought up did their best, and some of them played very well. But if you really watch the team, several games that they've lost, they've looked really bad. This last game against the Golden Knights, A lot of people said they played great in the first two periods, some of the best hockey they've seen the Blues play. And I have a little different take on it. The Blues didn't play bad in the first two periods of the last game against the Knights. But if you watch the way that they were handling the Knights, they were treading water. They were doing everything that they could to keep the Knights at bay. They weren't going in and dominating they didn't get hardly any shots on goal in the first two periods and in the third period it was their worst they only had three shots on goal you don't win games with that low of amount of shots you just don't for people to say that They played well in this game into the third period. I I really think they're really off. They weren't watching the first two periods. This team had a total of 16 shots on goal. So like I said, three in the third period. But people are saying they played well in the first two periods. I'm sorry, but 13 shots on goal is not well. They were treading water. They were doing their best to keep the Knights at bay. And they did a good job at that. But anything super positive ahead of that, just not there. Jordan Bennington played well in the first two periods, I thought. But the rest of the team, it just looked like they were doing their best just to keep up with the Knights. So yes, injuries do have something to do with the way the Blues played. But all you people saying, the people that they brought up played excellent. I'm so excited about these guys, and I am excited about them. And I thought they did play well. But you can't say the guys played great and at the same time say the Blues injuries caused all the problems. You can't have it both ways. If the guys came in and played great, the team should have had better success. A lot of people are going on and on about the fact that Coach Berube has zero zero blame in this. That... He should not be held accountable at all for the way the team plays. And I totally disagree with that. When you see a team having issues, when your team goes down three to one, your team goes down two to nothing, three to nothing, you don't want to panic, but you have to change what you're doing. Everybody goes on and on that they're not playing the heavy game. They're not playing the heavy game. We need to play the heavy game guys, you need to score. You have to score to win. Were all of the scores in their Stanley Cup year in the playoffs low-scoring games? No, they weren't. They weren't one-to-nothing games. They weren't two-to-one games. There was a couple games like that. A lot of them were high-scoring games, which shows you the Blues needed to score to win. You can't just play Heavy, 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 and rely on opportunities off of playing heavy. When you're down three to nothing, two to nothing, three to one, you've got to open it up a little bit, especially in the third period. And I just don't see Craig Berube doing that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's making adjustments that just aren't working out. But the other night against the Golden Knights, something happened towards the end of the game. I love Darren Pang. He was being totally honest about it, and I greatly appreciate that. They talked about their shots on goal and the lack of pressure on Robin Leonard and the Vegas Knights defense. And Panger said something very interesting about something that Barube said to him. Barube said to him that, I don't want my team just taking shots. I don't want my team taking bad angle shots. We get our shots from playing heavy, and then the team makes a mistake, and then we get a shot. I'm sorry, but that's just wrong. You are taught from the time you first start playing game to put the pucks on the net if you're in the offensive zone. Yes, take smart shots. Yes, take shots with guys in front of the net. But if you're having problems scoring, and you've got a bad angle shot, Take it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to hit off somebody. You don't know if the goalie's going to take the wrong angle to it. You don't know if there's going to be a rebound. This idea that we play heavy, 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 and then we'll get our shots is is ridiculous. In this league, you have to be able to play heavy when necessary, but you also have to be able to score. Heavy is great in the playoffs to an extent, but you've got to be able to score. When was the last time you saw somebody win a Stanley Cup and every game was 2-1, to one, one to nothing, because the team was playing heavy and not letting the other team score? Heavy wears the team down, yes, but heavy doesn't always mean that you're going to get scoring opportunities of being heavy. And the fans out there that I've watched that keep saying, we need to get back to heavy. We need for Barube to whip these boys in shape. Just start hitting and you're going to score goals just from hitting. No, that's not the way it happens. You can run a defense that gets you opportunities. You can run a defense that forechecks well and gets opportunities in the offensive zone from your forechecking. But the Blues haven't been doing that very well. So if you think you're going to play heavy in the defensive end and all these opportunities are going to come to you to score, it's just wrong. You have to have a balanced attack. You have to be able to adjust to the way the teams are playing against you. Like the Kings play against the Blues when they pinch in in their offensive zone. And what do the Blues like to do? They like to send the puck around the boards to try to get it out. So the Kings did that. The Kings pressed them in the neutral zone. With the 1-3-1 defense, Blues did not make any adjustments on that that I could see. They kept trying to do the same thing, but that wasn't working. When you continue to do the same thing over and over again with the same results, it's stupidity. There comes a time when you have to say, okay, let's hit people when we can. Let's make sure they know we're there. But let's get out of our defensive zone quickly with crisp passes. Let's come across the offensive blue line and get shots on goal. Put the puck on the net. Don't wait for opportunities to come off of your heavy play, so called. What if there are no opportunities and you're down three to nothing? You've put yourself behind the eight ball. Coaches have to put in a system that works for them. True. But coaches also have to be able to adapt, especially with injuries, but not just injuries with normal roster players. A coach has to take guys that are on the team, guys that come up, look at their skill set. How does it fit within their system? And then they have to learn how to take that skill set and allow the players to be successful in that system. You don't take a guy that's a great scorer and a great skater and tell him, I want you hitting. I want you hitting all the time. Your speed is nice, and yes, use it, but the the number one focus is defense and hitting. That takes that player out of his skill set. It takes opportunities away from that player to use his skill set. That's all it does. But use his skill set. And what I've seen this year from the guys that have been called up some of them skill set really applies to that heavy game and opportunities off the heavy game. Other guys' skill set are not that. You've got to be able to adjust your game to the players you have on your roster. A coach that doesn't do that is a coach that may be successful for a while, and the players may be successful for a while. But eventually, they're not going to be successful. So everybody has to make adjustments on this. Everybody, you know, says Bay is not to blame at all. It's all on the players. Not true. To an extent, Berube is supposed to put them in situations where they can be successful. But when he doesn't do that and keeps playing the heavy game, the heavy game, the heavy game, with players out there that aren't used to playing the heavy game, with players out there that have a ton of upside offensively, you're taking opportunities away from those guys offensively. So the team needs to play better, whether it's the guys coming back from injuries or whether it's guys filling in. Everybody needs to be held accountable here. It's not all on Barube, It's not all on the players. It's a combination of everything. And I've seen a lot of people throwing hatred towards Jordan Bennington And then the other side is people saying he's one of the greatest goalies the Blues have ever had. There's others that say he's the greatest because he had that great half season and won the Cup. Jordan Bennington is somewhere in the middle there. He's not as great as his proponents say he is. And he's not as bad as his opponents say he is. He's a good, solid goalie. That's what he is. Can he have great games where he shuts a team down? Yes. Is he one of the greatest goalies in the league? No, he's not. Is he top five? No, he's not. But he is sound and he can win you games when you need him to. That's all you should expect of a goalie. People been beating on Vilhuso. Vilhuso a good backup goalie. When your team plays bad in front of you, there's nothing you can do. But there was a game a while back he lost 2-1. to one. And everybody ripped him because he allowed a goal on the first shot. My God, guys, he gave up two goals. Why aren't you on the players for not scoring more? It's a team effort from top to bottom. This team has a lot of games left against the Wild, who they play tonight. Which is seven games. I believe they have six or seven games against Colorado. They have four games, I believe, maybe five against the Ducks. And then they have four or five games against the Knights left. It's not going to be easy for them to make the playoffs. I believe they have 24 games left before the game tonight against the Wild. And in my honest opinion, they need to win 16 games. Because they're playing all against teams in front of them. Teams that are chasing them for a playoff spot besides the few games they have against the Ducks. They're not going to be able to go 12-12 and 12 and get in the playoffs. They're not going to be able to go 14-10 and 10 and get in the playoffs. This team has to win 15-16 games to make it to the playoffs. That is our show for the day. I want to thank everybody so much for joining me. I know a lot of people are sad. I wish we could have talked about these things, on a more positive day but like i said let's wish the Plager family our best i hope that they can move on from this tragedy i know it's going to be hard but let's look at all the positive he did for the city for the team and for the nhl as an alumni for the blues alumni and let's leave it at that so let's end the podcast with a big let's go blues <laughs>
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues.
0: This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.